Trump just won Colorado. Thank you, Colorado. Epstein's client list? It may not be what you think. Everybody's so excited, but take a pause. We'll tell you about it coming up. And cutting babies' tongues. What? You will not believe this story. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> yeah, here we go again. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Just starting our Wednesday here across the country, and uh, this show is jammed. So much stuff broke in the last 24 hours. Unbelievable. Some of the stories are not what they seem, and that's kind of the case for what's going on and the stuff we're going to cover tonight. So we will have all that and more for you. Thank you for joining us. Be sure if you are a first-time viewer or maybe you've been here a while and just haven't bothered, there's a follow button down there. It is absolutely free for you to follow the show, and it helps the show out a lot. We really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for those of you who have followed the show. As a matter of fact, I think we had a new guy show up here, and let me just double-check as we uh, load up our notifications. Michael Aubergine. Thank you for your comments. Appreciate that. Charvy, too, for your follow. All right. Thank you. We like to give, uh, like give shout-outs to folks who, uh, who come on board, follow the show, and we really do appreciate that. Hey, our sponsor, one of them tonight, is the amazing Blackout Coffee. We are so proud to have this company as one of our sponsors. They make an amazing cup of coffee, and more importantly than ever, especially with what's going on these days, you support an American company that cares about our country, our conservative values. Blackout Coffee is exactly that. They care about two things, making damn good coffee and America. 100% committed to those two things, and all about conservative values, family, respect, honesty, integrity, all things we could use a whole lot more of these days, and Blackout Coffee is all about that. They are awake. They are not woke. They help support our troops, and so when you purchase from Blackout Coffee, not only are you supporting an American company, this program, but you're also helping to support our troops and all the work that they do as they put their lives on the line. Blackout Coffee has an amazing variety of blends, including some for the holidays, although they're good anytime. Right now, they've got these holiday blends going on. You can check those out. Also, of course, all their great signature blends. Brutal Awakening happens to be one of my personal favorites. I have a cup here on the show. I have a cup in the morning. I have a cup at noon. I have a cup about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I can't get enough. Brutal Awakening, one of my favorite blends. They've got Morning Reaper, Smooth Finish, Pitch Black Espresso. They also, by the way, have coffee pods. So if you make your coffee using pods, they can provide that for you. Uh, low Voltage Decaf, not a decaf drinker myself, but if you are, this coffee's just as good with decaf. And Covert Cold Brew, nice. Check them out. And when you do check out, use the link in our show notes to get to the site for Blackout Coffee. Use our promo code J20 at checkout. That will get you 20% off your first order. 20% is a good deal on these amazing coffees from an American company that works with American farmers to grow the beans. They have a small batch roasting process, which means you get your beans just days after they've been roasted, and it makes all the difference. Folks, you got to try this. Just get over there and order a single bag. It's all you need to do. Try it. You will be convinced you'll be back for more. Blackout Coffee, promo code J20, J-A-Y-20 at checkout. That will get you 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Thank you, Blackout Coffee, for being a part of this show. We are very, very proud to have you along for the ride. <laughs> 
All right. You would have to have been living in a cave not to have seen our first story tonight. From Blaze Media, it's been covered by everybody, but this probably is the most all-encompassing story about it, which is why I chose to include that in our show notes. The Colorado Supreme Court, to kind of summarize everything, has declared President Trump should not be included on the primary ballot. Okay. They stayed their own court order pending an appeal to the Supreme Court, which will, of course, happen. And that will, of course, then stay their ridiculous court order indefinitely. So Trump will be on the ballot. But they get to issue a judgment that will make headlines for the next few months. And if they're lucky, some people will get enraged enough to do something stupid. That, of course, will allow the media to run with that story as well. This, folks, is corruption to the core disqualified over insurrection incitement, which didn't happen. He hasn't been convicted of anything. But they overturned a lower court ruling Tuesday, said former President Trump disqualified from appearing on the state's ballots over his alleged incitement of insurrection. And like I just told you, the court allowed for the former president to file an appeal by staying the effect of its order until January 4th. Objections to Trump's presidential campaign based on a provision they say is in the 14th Amendment. It isn't. It says anyone who engaged in insurrection or rebellion after taking an oath of office may not be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president or vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state. He did not participate in inciting an insurrection. He has not been convicted of anything regarding inciting. In fact, he hasn't been convicted of anything. And this provision absolutely does not apply. But they're just going to keep on going. Colorado Supreme Court is chock full of liberal appointed, liberal appointed left-wing radical whack-job judges so, of course, if it was going to happen anywhere, it was going to happen in Colorado. There's more here in the article, a link to which I put in our show notes. It's from Blaze Media, and it will give you all the gory details about exactly how stupid this whole process is. It is just simply more political corruption to the core. Now, among the many things that have happened since this has gone on, I'm telling you, President Trump has my support 100%. My vote will be for Trump. I support Trump. I have never stopped supporting Trump. I have lost friends. In fact, sadly, stupidly, I have lost family members because of my support, among other things of Donald Trump. Don't care. It is what it is. Live with it. Now, having said that, Vivek Ramaswamy, man, I'm telling you, there were people who were, I mean, he's not going to be the nominee for president for the Republican Party. But we could do a lot worse. And the idea now, especially after what he did today, of a Trump-Ramaswamy ticket? I know, but seriously, if you didn't hear this, you need to check this out. He posted this on X. 
This is, in, no, it's not insane, it's brilliant. Take a listen to this. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing, or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. Wow. I, there you go. This man is on the ball. He knows about what he's talking. He has some great talking points. Don't get me wrong. President Trump has my full and complete support. But President Trump, I know you're not listening, but what the hell? This man should be seriously considered for your vice president. This, wow. That's a move, to be sure. That is a move. Good on him. Wow. All right. Texas. Hey, Texas. We got any viewers in Texas or listeners to our podcast? By the way, this show, you know, is also a podcast. When we're This is live. We're live on Rumble right now, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. But we take the audio, suck that out, and put it out on all the podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, everywhere, Geo7 and India. Our audio is a podcast. You can follow us, subscribe. It's free on whatever podcast platform you can find us. Just look for the Jay Sheldon Show. You'll see our logo there. Where is it? Up there or here or everywhere. <laughs> and uh, follow the show. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Texas, here we go. You ready? Thank God for your governor, Greg Abbott. He has signed a bill which now makes it a state crime to illegally enter Texas from a foreign nation. I know, but it does make a difference because what this means is that now state law enforcement officers can arrest illegal aliens crossing the border into Texas. Previously, they could not because they weren't breaking any Texas laws. It had to be Border Patrol or ICE or whatever. Not anymore. Monday, Governor Abbott signed into law a transformative package of legislation aimed at securing this section of the border that his state shares with Mexico. If that rotting bag of flesh in the White House and his administration aren't going to do anything about it, then good on you. Sadly, we have a corrupt, unelected criminal as the governor of Arizona. Should be Kerry Lake, 
but it was stolen from her, obviously. If it were Carrie Lake, you can bet your ass the exact same legislation would have already been passed in Arizona. With that criminal currently as the governor, it'll never happen. This move to deter illegal immigration from people crossing over via physical legal barriers comes as Texas and the rest of the nation experiences an unprecedented influx of illegals. Over seven million illegal immigrants entered the U.S. since Biden took office in 2021. Seven million. Now, state police can do something about it. State law enforcement officers in Texas can take action, and hopefully they will. Governor Abbott slammed President Biden's deliberate inaction on the crisis at the southern border, saying the federal government's failures have left Texas to defend itself. Good on you. Fantastic. So there you go, Texas. We love your governor. <laughs> Indeed we do. All right. Epstein's client list. Oh, wow, it's coming out. Yay. We're finally going to... Don't get your hopes up. I know I was as excited as you when I saw these headlines in this breaking news story. 170 plus high profile associates of Jeffrey Epstein will be revealed in court docs in early 2024 when they unseal them. The names of over 170 people links to Jeffrey Epstein set to be made public after a Manhattan federal judge, Loretta Preska, ordered that a slew of court documents related to the crimes committed by the convicted pedophile who didn't kill himself are unsealed. The documents originate from the defamation lawsuit filed against Ghislaine Maxwell in 2015 by Virginia Guffrey, one of Epstein's victims. According to the New York Post, dozens of people who have until now only been identified as Jane or John Doe have two weeks to appeal Preska's decision before the information is unsealed in full. I'm kind of doubting anybody's going to try and appeal that decision because it really, I mean, you know, okay, maybe there are some of them that are that stupid, but I'm guessing maybe not. The problem is who's on that list of 170 names? It may very well not be what you think. There is an account that I follow that I recommend highly that you follow called Technofog. At techno underscore fog over on X. And when you want the inside scoop, when you want the truth nobody else is talking about, Technofog is the place to go. And he put this up and you need to read it. I put a direct link to the X post in our show notes. A federal judge has ordered the unsealing of 167 Jeffrey Epstein John Doe's from Ghislaine Maxwell's civil case. A lot of confusion and bad information from the media surrounding this whole issue. Now listen, because this is a lot different from what you've been presented. This is going to surprise some people. Necessary context to these John and Jane Doe's. They previously charted and categorized every John Doe. Previously summarized the material back in February of 2023. This is Technofog. The majority 
around 100 out of 167 names have already been identified. About 11 of the unidentified John Doe's or Jane Doe's are victims, not the perpetrators. There are examples right here in Technofog's post. You can read it. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but read it. Check it out. The link's in our show notes. Lawyers for Maxwell and Guffrey, the victim, informed the court that quite a few of the John Doe's were only mentioned in passing or benign content. Nobody's accusing a bunch of these John Doe's of any sexual abuse or acts or that sealed material as to this individual is not salacious. Another example right there, right from the court docs. But there are two alleged perpetrators who have not been ID'd. John Doe's number 58 and number 94. 58 was previously ID'd as a witness and a perpetrator. And they noted on February 24, uh, 23rd, he allegedly had sex with a victim at Epstein's New York mansion. This new order says his ID will remain sealed. See that? Blacked out. John Doe 94, an alleged victim, perpetrator, and Maxwell Epstein affiliate, said to have committed serious wrongdoings. List of victims and perpetrators is very small. Might be Sarah Kellen or someone still unidentified. John Doe number 94 will be unsealed. And finally, there are a handful of other John Doe's listed as witnesses or Epstein-Maxwell affiliates. John Doe 113, for example, engaged in serious wrongdoing. Their identities also will be unsealed. And as they said, we reported on much of this back in February. There is a link to that if you want to check it out. This is nothing new. This is something they've uncovered. And no, it is not going to be a list of 167 people, all of whom are pedophiles and sexual deviants and famous people whose names you instantly recognize. That's the way the media is portraying this story. That is absolutely not what this list is all about. Yes, there may be a few on there, but if you think you're going to be digging through 100, almost 70 names of people you recognize, it is a long way from that. Read the whole Technofog post. The link's in our show notes. It'll open your eyes. Like I said, good thing that they are actually moving forward. Some of this stuff is getting unsealed. But it ain't going to be all winds and glory like you think it is. Far, far from it. Which is sad, but that's a fact. Do you know, this is a disgusting story. I almost thought about not sharing it, but you know our number one rule on this show, leave our kids alone. I'm sure there is some odd cultural thing and there is, in some cases, very few medical reasons. But there is a booming business of cutting babies' tongues. No, I'm not kidding. This is a horrific story. Dentists and lactation consultants around the country are pushing this tongue-tie releases on new mothers who are struggling to breastfeed. Tess Merrill had breastfed three babies 
and never expected trouble with her fourth. After a month of struggling with her newborn, she hired Melanie Henstrom for help. Henstrom, a lactation consultant, identified the culprit. The infant's tongue was tethered to the bottom of her mouth. It was a common problem, she said. Could be fixed with a quick procedure at a dentist's office. It was touted as a miracle cure. According to Miss Merrill, who has a full-time job as a high school soccer coach in Boise, Idaho. She recommended a dentist, December 2017, cut under the baby's tongue with a laser. Within days, the infant, Eleanor, refused to eat, became dangerously dehydrated. She spent her first Christmas attached to a feeding tube. Now, apparently, I'd never heard of this before, but for centuries, doctors, midwives, have been cutting these tongue ties to ease breastfeeding. Apparently, this procedure has exploded over the past decade as women face intense pressure to nurse their babies. Dentists, lactation consultants, aggressively promote this procedure, even for babies who have no sign of tongue ties, and despite a slight risk of serious complications. An investigation by the New York Times reports, a small fraction, small fraction of babies born with a bundle of tissue that attaches the tip of their tongue to the bottom of their mouth. In some, again, this is a very small amount, percentage of babies. In some pronounced cases, doctors will simply snip that tissue. But a lot of tongue ties are perfectly harmless. And the evidence of cutting them to improve breastfeeding is almost non-existent. Dentists, lactation consultants continue to pitch this witch doctory to mothers like Mrs. Merrill as a cure-all that will improve breastfeeding and prevent a litany of health problems. Sleep apnea, speech impediment, constipation, Tongue-tie evangelists recommend lasering not only the tissue under the tongue, but also the webbing that connects the lips and the cheeks to the gum. Folks. Oh, and they charge hundreds of dollars for this procedure, by the way. It's become a niche industry. Unbelievable. One well-known dentist in Manhattan takes in millions of dollars a year from his tongue-tie practice. So why do you think they're pushing it? That's why. Folks, obviously I have made a living from my voice my entire career. I started in radio back when I was 18 years old. And I've been in one form or another of radio, television, internet, live streaming, whatever it might be, for over 45 plus years. Imagine if someone had done this to me as a kid. I could have wound up with, I could have wound up dead, first of all, as this baby sadly almost did. But it would have affected my voice. It would have affected everything of what gave me a fairly decent living for a whole lot of years and still does today.
and they are pushing this. Why? That last line I just read you, millions a year from this business. Think twice. Look, I know the pressure's on. I know everybody wants to do it naturally. Everybody wants to breastfeed these days. But if it's just not possible, it's just not possible. And abusing your child, your baby, do not be convinced by these witch doctors. This is insane. Absolutely insane. Leave our freaking kids alone. You like those body, uh, it's completely switched topics. You like those body cam police footages? I, there's a guy who's over on uh, YouTube I watch all the time, a donut operator. He's on X also. A great follow, by the way. He does commentary on police videos from police body cams. Great stuff. Excellent show. Good channel. Donut Operator is his name. Check him out. Cool guy. Anyway, <clears throat> apparently, <clears throat> the whole idea behind police body cams, of course, was that the body cam is mounted right here. You see everything the cop sees. You can tell what's going on. You can review it afterwards. You can Monday morning quarterback all you want. Well, guess what? Maybe not so much. The police have found ways to undermine the promise of body cameras. This is an article from ProPublica.org. Brilliant. Brilliant article. I strongly suggest you read it. Hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars have been spent on what has been sold to us as a revolution in transparency, accountability. Instead, police departments are routinely refusing to release the footage, even when officers kill. When Barbara and Belbert Richards learned the police had killed their son, they couldn't understand it. How on that September day in 2017 did their youngest child come to be shot in his own apartment by officers from the New York Police Department? Miguel Richards, 31, grew up in Jamaica, moved to New York about a year earlier after coming to the U.S. from a work-study program. His father's friend gave him a job doing office work. He rented a room in the Bronx started to struggle, became reclusive, skipping days of work. His mother, with whom he was particularly close, pleaded with him to return to Jamaica. It's as if I sensed something was going to happen, she says. I was calling him, calling him, calling him, Miguel, come home, come home. His parents knew he'd never been violent, never been arrested, never had any issues with the cops. And what details they managed to gather came from the Bronx District Attorney. Richard's landlord, who hadn't seen him for weeks, asked the police to check on him. Officers who responded found Richard standing still in his own bedroom, holding a small folding knife. And 15 minutes later, they shot him. First time a killing by officers was recorded by body cams in New York. They had just announced this new program a month earlier. A week after the shooting, the department posted on its website a compilation of footage from the four responding officers' body cams. The video, the department said in an introduction to the presentation, was produced for clear viewing of the event as a totality far as the department was concerned, the narrative was clear. The use of deadly force sometimes unavoidable. The level of restraint shown by the officers, nothing short of exceptional. Releasing footage from critical incidents will help firmly establish your restraint in the use of force. Well, Richard's parents were not convinced. They watched the footage at the district attorney's office, and what he saw and what was released did not, in fact, 
show the use of deadly force was unavoidable. He later learned the department had not released all the footage. Apparently there was something they didn't want people to know about this death. It goes on, they tried their best to get a hold of the other footage that was being kept from them. No luck. Department refused to release the footage. Even with policies of transparency, they're still not being transparent. So when you think, oh, it's so nice, there's a whole bunch, this article goes on and on and on, talks about this story. You got to read it. It's in our show notes. But don't think just because your police department has a open policy of body cam footage may not be what you think. In fact, in a lot of cases, it's not. You know, we did the story about this breastfeeding problem and cutting babies' tongues. There's another angle to childbearing that's going to shake things up a bit. Rent a womb. That's W-O-M-B. Rent a womb. Sound like a new business? It's not a new business. It's been going on for a while. And the Chinese are loving it. America's rent a womb industry lures an alarming number of Chinese nationals. Yeah, it is exactly what you think it is. America's surrogacy industry is the byproduct of advanced reproductive technology. California granting easy access to rent a womb, parenthood, and of course, with your child being in the womb of an American citizen in this country, when the child is born, guess what? Yep, automatic citizenship. China, who sadly not only owns a disproportionate amount of American debt, a new report reveals it also rents a disproportionate amount of American wombs. In July, researchers using data from the Society for Assisted Reproductive Technology Clinic Outcome Reporting System, man, found that Chinese nationals make up the biggest percentage of foreign surrogacy contracts here in the United States. In the journal Fertility and Sterility, published on behalf of the American Society for Reproductive Medicine, they compared the demographics of domestic and international intended parents. That last group refers to men and women who are foreign nationals but come to the U.S. specifically to hire an American to bear their children or child. The rent-a-womb industry disproportionately fueled by Chinese nationals. Second, 13.4%, oh, by the way. The second largest group are the French, far behind at 2.9%. Wow. Now, of these foreign nationals, which mainly come from China, many are men over the age of 42. Also far more likely than prospective domestic parents to use pre-implantation genetic testing. That allows intended parents to select ideal embryo based on the child's sex, health, lack of genetic anomalies, even eye, hair, and skin color. While sex-based abortion is illegal in some states, 
pre-implantation genetic testing provides intended parents with an effective workaround. Wow. 75% of foreign intended parents use facilities in California. America's rent-a-womb industry. Articles in our show notes. Read it and weep. Sneaking across the border and sneaking into the country in other ways, too. Renting wombs. Very nice. Very nice. I told you I got a ton of them tonight. It's just unbelievable the amount of stories I found to talk about, and I was trying to cut some of these out because it was, you know, going to go long on the show, and I thought, I, I no, I can't. I've got to keep these in here. I've got to talk about You've got to know about this stuff if you haven't heard of it. There is a new poll out. This is from the Daily Signal. Man, this one's going to burn your bun. A shocking poll has revealed the extent of critical race theory brainwashing. You know, CRT, we haven't talked about that in a long time. But this kind of brainwashing has been going on. And there is a new survey exposing just how widespread this moral rot American universities, K through 12 schools have been pumping into our kids. Harvard Harris poll recent. Large majority of young Americans think that white people and Jews are oppressors and that the mass killing and kidnapping of civilians can be politically justified. That is a recent Harvard-Harris poll. A large majority. When asked about their views on an ideology that white people are oppressors and non-white people, people of certain groups, have been oppressed, members of the latter groups should be favored today at universities and for employment. Two-thirds of Americans appropriately rejected this racist ideology. But this is what CRT is brainwashing our kids with, from kindergarten right through college and university. The figure includes three quarters of Americans aged 55 to 64, and more than four-fifths of those aged 65 and over. Young Americans overwhelmingly embrace this racist ideology. Eight, listen to this. 80%, 80% of Americans between 18 and 24 agree that white people are the oppressors and that the American ideal of a colorblind society should be jettisoned in favor of racial preferences in university admissions and employment. Look at that. An ideology that white people are oppressors, non-white people, people of certain groups have been oppressed, and as a result should be favored at university and employment. Do you support or oppose this? 79%. Folks, this is scary. That is a Harvard Caps Harris poll from December 13th and 14th, just days ago, just days ago, 79% brainwashed, absolutely freaking brainwashed. And nothing's going to stop them. Stop supporting this crap. 
Stop sending money to universities to support CRT. Get CRT out of your local school system. This is not just colleges and universities. This is happening in K through 12 grade schools. You've got a school board, they have meetings, and you can attend them, and you better, or this crap is gonna continue. We did the story last night about illegal alien cops. <laughs> they keep bussing these illegal immigrants to sanctuary cities, New York, Chicago, LA. Sanctuary cities ain't so sanctuary anymore now that the reality has bit them in the ass. Chicago is now trying to stop the buses so they've found a workaround. I love this story. It's from the Washington Examiner, links in our show notes. Chicago-bound immigrants are now being dropped off in secret locations so the drivers can avoid fines. <laughs> Bus drivers transporting illegal immigrants from the U.S. southern border to Chicago are now using secret locations to avoid getting fined from the city. Apparently, they're shuttling immigrants to various spots around the city, not shelters and police stations, as they have done in the past, where they can get help. The drivers also have cut off all communications with city officials. They're trying every way to work around this. Since they've installed the ordinance, and amendments, they've lost all communication with the border. Nobody's talking to them anymore because they're going to get fined. So they're just bussing them up, dropping them off at circus secret locations no one knows about. Maybe it's your neighborhood. Could be. They don't know where these new arrivals are getting dropped off, but some were being transported to the Chicago suburbs. See, what did I tell you? Could be your neighborhood. Several buses arrived at train stations in Cicero, Illinois, and Rosemont, near the O'Hare International Airport. Both suburbs now taking action to prevent buses from arriving again. <laughs> oh, man. You made your bed lie in it <laughs> okay I got one more you know what I, I think we're not going to get to our book tonight we'll, we'll pick it up again tomorrow but we've been <laughs> we've been going quite long this video clip is quite long actually but it is the perfect example of this woke culture morons who just take the brainwashing, regurgitate the talk, and have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. This is from a talk show at Attain Wealth on TikTok. I do not recommend you go to TikTok. I recommend that you get rid of TikTok off of your phone, your kids' phones. It is a Chinese buy app and nothing else but knock yourselves out so this woke little piece of garbage was being interviewed on some radio talk show or podcast and she comes after the host to say uh, okay you guys are like really misogynistic and the host said how do you define misogyny? And here's what the Zoomer, Boomer, moron, had to say. Listen. Okay, you guys are all just like really misogynistic. How do you define misogyny? <laughs> what? I love how watching you, I'm just asking how you define misogyny. Oh, here come the tears. 
I don't know what to say, because I don't know what it really means. I just used that word because I heard it before. Can I go? Um, are you okay? Like, do you want, you, like, you want to go as and leave? If you, yeah, no, look, if you want to leave, you can leave. I was hoping we could continue having a conversation, but, um, I mean. I want to go home to mommy. Or maybe go home and find out what misogyny means. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. They have no idea. They don't know. They just hear these buzzwords and use them. That is a classic. If you want to share that out, I put the link in our show notes. Please do share it out. Get the word out there. Embarrass the hell out of this idiot. Why are these Zoomers like this? Why? 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 I have no idea. Absolutely insane. Frightening. Frightening. All right. That's going to do it, folks. We are going to move our uh, our book to tomorrow's show. We'll continue on with Treasure Island. And uh, we'll continue. We're starting a new chapter, chapter 15. We'll begin that uh, tomorrow on the show. If you haven't yet, please do hit that follow button. It's free for you. Helps the show out a lot. Really do appreciate that. And thanks to all of you who have done that. And those of you who will, it's a free Rumble account, free to follow the show. We don't spam your inbox, and we really do appreciate it. It helps us out a lot here on the program. All right, check out some of our great sponsors. You'll find their links down in our show notes, Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, uh, Skillshare. They're all down in there. Check them out. And uh, I will see you again tomorrow for the Thursday edition of the Jay Sheldon Show. Have a wonderful day.